Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Hey, what's going on, automotive world? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping. I'll be your host once again for today's episode. Joining me on the show this week is Tommy Oliva. You guys all know Tommy. He's been on the show several times before. Always a pleasure to get to talk to him. A very knowledgeable guy in the automotive field. Uh, He owns a shop, runs a mobile business out of Chicago. Today, we're going to sit down and talk about used control modules. And so this would be a replacement control module that has been scavenged from another vehicle, and we're going to try to make it work in this broken vehicle. We're replacing a module with a a used control module. Now, there are some significant obstacles that you run into just attempting to try to make this work. So we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, How do you know if you can go used? In a certain application, uh, what kind of tooling is required? What kind of knowledge is required? And how do we figure out some of the stuff that uh, we haven't even attempted yet, or maybe no one's even attempted yet? Where do you go with that? Uh, So this is a great conversation. And again, Tommy's very knowledgeable on this subject. But with that out of the way, let's jump in. What's up, Tommy? What's cracking? Not much. Busy, busy, busy. Um, do you ever have a day where everything you touch goes to shit and does not work right and everything is pl- problematic? <laughs> that, Seems to uh, be the... That was my yesterday. I think whatever these hippies call it, Mercury is in retrograde or whatever bullshit they want to say. But yeah, man, there's something in the air, man, because I've had a shit few weeks, man. <laughs> uh. I've had a bunch of shitty weeks yeah starting from uh uh starting from uh shops misdiagnosing their junks and then it's my problem for some reason you know oh i I definitely know how that goes i put three used transmissions in this car it still doesn't shift right it must be your programming (laughs) okay Uh, uh uh-huh No, it's never their piece of shit rebuild transmission. It's always your programming or it has to be electrical. Yeah, Uh yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's definitely the PCM that's causing this thing to slip when it goes into third. Yep. Um, No, I I had a really, really crappy day yesterday. Everything I touched went to hell. Um, And like that happens. That's part of, I don't know, any job and especially what we do. Um, But I thought it was – it was – almost comical like today the pendulum swung the complete opposite direction and everything was smooth as silk i couldn't i couldn't believe it i almost didn't want to like say anything or (laughs) i need to knock on wood because like every job i went to was great i solved two like problem child cars that i've had for a little while now and i was like okay this is like the universe correcting itself for my, <laughs> my shitty day yesterday, but it was like polar opposites from Thursday to Friday. I couldn't believe it. I have a Mercedes, an O3 junk, which 
I don't know why I even took it on with a parasitic draw that's been eating my lunch for three weeks. I have a Mitsubishi Endeavor that's been eating my lunch for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have a Kia Sorento that's been eating my lunch for three weeks. So, yeah. Plus, the amount of piles of crap that have been dumped on my table since I was out of town for two weeks. Yeah, you were uh, down in New Orleans? Yes, sir. What's uh, what's happening down there? My first expansion. That's awesome. Good fr- yeah, let's. I was able to actually drum up some business, uh, programming gigs, couple keys. My uh, best friend that lives down there, he's gonna he's running point for me, and I'm just uh, like he's he's pretty uh, he's pretty intelligent, but he doesn't know jack about programming, so I'm okay. gonna be running point from here doing stuff remotely uh-huh. that's cool yeah i don't know i might be wasting my time but it, it'll be it's a great learning experience for sure oh definitely yeah um i feel like once <laughs> they it, figure out the connection the latency and stuff like that it's i don't, I don't know what's involved in that but it's going to become <laughs> crazy popular once they smooth it out yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Their um, mobile programming will be dead soon, in my opinion. Um, there's gonna be too many easy access to remote systems, and uh, like I don't particularly use remote system for my guy. I actually ended up buying doubles of my tooling, mm. and I'm just logging into his laptop. That way, I don't have any unforeseen issues. I gotcha. Okay. Keep everything. It's, it's it's more of me than anything. Like the remote programming, there's a few of them out there that they're working pretty well. I just don't. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't want any hiccups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starting off, you know, because things can happen. You know, you know, internet can get kind of spotty at times. You know, stuff like that. Yep. And especially yep. since he's going to be on the road, so I, I I figured that was my best bet. Okay. All right. So you're just doing like a team viewer style thing and hitting the buttons. Cool. Yeah, he's going to be there. Set up, get out, get paid. Nice. Yeah, man. I, I hope it goes well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it's, uh, at, at the moment, there's such a huge need for that stuff, uh, especially on the programming side. I did learn something very interesting while I was scouting shops. It was the theme of used modules. Yeah. So I ran into a couple of uh, trans shops because here trans shops are some of my, you know, trans shops are pretty decent customers, you know, mm-hmm. um, for programming. Not for diag, but for, <laughs> for programming <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, this one's, um, this guy was kind of a jerk. Um, we're going back and forth and you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I told him, hey, you know, if you ever have to, you know, put in a used module or whatever, oh, I have all, you know, OE equipment, blah, 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 but yet he was in the, he was in his, uh, in his driveway doing a, a nurse, a nurse on a, a nurse programming event on a older Pathfinder. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, you're, you're well equipped, all right, with, <laughs> with the old Autel J-Box, not even the newer one, oh, wow. the old one. <laughs> I was like, all right, but no worries, man. I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm just no skin off my teeth. But, you know, the the conversation was very interesting. So, like, I just, I like hearing other people's takes on, on new stuff. You know, like, 
for the most part, I'd say it's like, okay, it depends on what it, what it is, you know, like, wh- what, what are you going to do? Like, um, you got to get the car out, you got to get the car out. Like, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what the point I was trying to make is like, oh, we don't do none of that. Like, we send that down the road. You know, well, one of the jobs that we were able to do was a uh, an IO terminal clone job because the guy, um, they sent him a... Uh, what is it called? A remanufactured six L eighty, and it had a calibration file in the in the tagum. Oh, okay. So he said, "Man, he's like, I had wrap out here. I sent it to the dealer. They had it. They towed it back, saying that you know something's wrong, and they don't want to pay for a new tagum. So I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, well, you know, we can help you out. Try me out, and mm-hmm. he did, and he was he was happy. So that's it was funny because that was one trans shop, and then the other trans shop was the polar opposite. So then it's like, you know, what's what's right? What about, you know, what's right? What isn't right? What do you do? What don't you do? And just got me pondering about, like, you know, am, am I, like, is it good or is it bad? Like, is, is it something that should be even, like, offered? But then it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, uh, I had a customer who's uh, one of the, the, the dumpster fires I had waiting for me, uh-huh. uh, 2016 Hyundai Sonata, the, what's it called? That, that thing has a, I never seen, I, it's, it's, I never seen this system, but it has an electronic motor for, for the camshaft actuator. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was, the, the PCM was blowing that fuse. So their, their technician was like, yeah, this PCM is junk. It's frying this fuse. I'm like, all right. Cracked it open and yeah, it was it was it was done. It was burnt. I'm like, that's that's really weird. I told him, hey man, I would replace this and you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need a new computer. He's like, so I I just tell him the truth. You know, your your best bet is to buy a new one. He's like, well, well, okay, let me call the dealer because that I do it, I do it on on purpose. I know they're not available, and I know. You can't technically program a used one. So I tell him, hey, man, you really can't do a used one. You should just go get a new one. And it's this much to program it, which basically write him in. He calls me back. He's like, yo, he's like 1400 bucks and six to eight months. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I figured. He's like, man, is there anything that can be done? I go, I'll sell you one for, I think, I don't, I don't remember what I told him. I gave him a price that was pretty, pretty much reasonable. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yeah, do it. So, you know, you get into those situations where what is a customer going to do? You know, he's probably paying off the stupid car, and and now it's going to sit there for six to eight months, uh-huh. and then drop sixteen hundred bucks on a, on an engine computer, or we get him out the road. So, it's 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 one of those things where um, do you do a lot of used modules, man? Because it seems to be that me where I'm at, it's just how I got started in programming. Everything I did was used. Mm-hmm. So I had to find out the hard way what, what can be done or what can't be done. Yeah, I get a lot of calls on used stuff. And it it's funny on the transmissions, you know, I have a lot of transmission shops that I work with. And after we've been through it a few times, they'll call me beforehand. But it always seems with transmissions, they don't call you until it's already in. Right, they've already installed Man, the transmission, sh- and now it's like, uh, can we do a used one? <laughs> well, you put it in. So, um, but yeah, we get we get a ton of used stuff. Um, 
you know, especially in the last couple of years, uh, chip shortage, supply chain, uh, discontinued, whatever it might be, that seems to be the draw. And also just old pieces of crap car that aren't worth a thousand dollar module, if that's what it costs. And so the car is going to get scrapped unless they do this hundred dollar junkyard module and people are keeping their cars going by doing that stuff. So, um, my, uh, one of my challenges is the calls that I get from these shops when they say, Hey, I've got a 2008 Dodge Charger and I put a motor from a 2010 and then transmission from a 2009. Can I put an ECM from an 07? And I'm like, I don't know. And that's an extreme example. But a lot of times I'm like, I've never tried that used module in that application. (laughs) We'll have to give it a shot and see. But sometimes it's tricky to know what to even charge or estimate for them when they call because I haven't done this application. I haven't tried that used blank in this blank car. Um, until I've done it, it's kind of tricky. So me, um, like I said, when I first started, when I first learned how to program, every single thing I did was used. I didn't touch a new module till like three years afterwards or whatever. Like global a actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a, uh, I remember it was an argument with uh, with this guy. He's like, man, I've done thousands of GMs. Like, he was a body shop owner. And you're telling me this one can't be done new? The dealer said that they can't. I'm like, all right, cool, bro. I have the dealer tool. Take it to them. It won't, it won't program. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want me to tell you. This was before I had other solutions. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he gets there and then tows it back. And then he's just like, what do I do? I said, I told you, man, just go buy a new one. He's like, but that's a lot of money. I said, dude, they're like 250 bucks. Probably spent more on toes already. Like, <laughs> right. And yeah, it was at the time it was 250 bucks. Um, but now I remember now because that same module is no longer is, is now obsolete. Like they don't make it anymore. Those, those, uh, those early global a E39s or whatever, they're, 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 for some reason, they're done. They're done. Like, they're, they're not available. I've had, um, been fortunate enough to, like, uh, I, I, I stock quite a few of those now, and I have, I get calls from, you know, uh, all over the country, and they're the same. Like, dude, we can't find one. We can't find one. We can't find one. So, um, it's, 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 it's really, really, like, interesting how, He's always shot himself in the foot, man, by trying to sell more parts. Because that's all there was, man. They, they, didn't really, they didn't have any business doing this. I mean, you can call it identifiers or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Like, the whole purpose of, of you know, FCA and uh, not even FCA, Fiat, really, mm-hmm. and GM doing, you know, one-time rate modules is basically just to sell a module. Yep. You know, so on the, now the transmission side, the transmissions get tricky. The transmissions get really tricky. Uh, do you do you do a lot of Euro trans? Uh, I'm just starting to get into it. I've done a couple BMWs and what was the other one? The a Volkswagen. Um, but the BMWs, it was uh, aftermarket tooling <laughs> that made that happen with the oh, transmission. Yeah, yeah. I, re- it, I remember that one. 
Um, oh, I did a, I did a Mercedes. That was the other one out of Volkswagen. It was a Mercedes again, used transmission. And again, both of those were, Hey, we've already got it in the car. <laughs> Can you do this? I'm like, Come on. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is, doing something like a transmission just used at all. Uh, not even just the module, but all the mechanical components inside. That's such a roll of the dice, whether it's actually going to work. Once you the, get it the programmed, worst, the worst part for me is there's there's always three scenarios when it comes to that used Euro stuff. Scenario number one, they they're happy with you, they pay you what you ask because I ta- I charge a lot for that job because I can because I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's more difficult than any other programming. Like no, it's 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 some are trickier for sure, but no, I'm going to charge more because I can do it, and dealer can't. Most people can't. They don't know how. So I do. So if you, I'm going to charge you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have second scenario, which is you go ahead and you, you complete the job. Everything goes well. And the transmission is junk. And it's somehow your fault. Yep. And then there's scenario number three, which is when you give them a price, it's almost like you insulted their mother. Oh, man, but how are you going to charge? That's a perfect example this guy it was like 400 bucks or 450 bucks because he's an idiot <laughs> um and he didn't listen to me um he was like how can you charge that if i only charge this guy 600 dollars to change the transmission have him pay for it then bro he's like well he doesn't want to pay for it i'm like what do you want me to tell you <laughs> like like yeah. for real dude like what do you want me to say and, and i remember that i fired this this the shop for so that's that 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 third scenario it was a uh, Mercedes that had an original uh, uh, valve body. It was a five. It's a five-pin valve body. Um, those don't really come on the bench. You really can't do anything with those. Um, now, the issue at hand is since you're getting any information out of it, you have to know what the flow rates are. So, at the time, I mean, I, I've 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 gone to the tooling, but at the time it was the personalization, and then there was going to be the paying for this company to remote in and fix the flow rates and SE encode it. Okay. So, the you know, company charges 125 bucks <clears throat> plus my, I think it was like 400 so it's 525 bucks. And the guy went ape shit. And I'm just like, he's like, well, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know. I go, so then somebody told him to swap the, the plates and he broke it. Hmm. So, and then he, he brought me a pile of, of plates from the junkyard with a, with a bunch of solenoids in a box. And he's like, can you make one of these work? <laughs> I looked at it and I said, no. He's like, why don't you want to help me? I said, I tried helping you two weeks ago, bro. Like, this isn't, this is a waste of my time. Yeah. At this point, you're better off just going and getting another whole train. <laughs> <laughs> just figuring this out. I don't want any part of this, dude. Because when this transmission starts slipping or starts acting stupid, first thing you're gonna do is blame me for it. Mm-hmm. So he got upset, and he's just like, "Oh, you don't want to help me? Then I'll just do. I'll I'll figure something else. I'll take it to the dealer." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, goodbye. Like scenario number two was actually two vehicles. It was a. Uh, a local yard that I that they use me for for programming on their vehicles because they, they they buy and sell cars. Sure. So, and um, 
like they'll give my number out to shops and stuff when they need help and um they're like yeah man we we got this transmission from you know such and such place he goes he gave me your number says you can get it to go like it, it doesn't even it's like in it's like not neutral but it's like in second it's like in default and there's you know there's a bunch of codes in it it's a 15 traverse i said yeah it's gonna be this and this clone job or whatever i give him a price he's like okay do it i get there clone it and you know if, I, if i'm feeling nice i'll update it mm-hmm. i'll clone it and then i'll put the latest calibration in so i did it everything went well guy was writing me a check and the lead guy comes back. He's like, don't pay him. Don't pay him. So the, the owner's like, wait, what happened? He's like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So I go, what do you mean? What's wrong? He's like, it's not shifting right. Okay, and? But is it shifting? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. He's like, yeah, but you must have done something wrong. I said, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, it had to be you. And I'm just like... <laughs> Did you? So before I so so then like you can either go two ways. You can either tell them to go f themselves and, and try to collect and leave, or you can just you know take a few minutes and use psychology and make them feel stupid. Mm-hmm. So I go listen. I go before I got here. What was it doing? He was like it was launching in second. I said okay. And after I got here, now what's it doing? He was like it's shifting, but it's not shifting right. I'm like. Okay, again, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. You're like, did I sell you the transmission? He's like, he's like, no. I'm like, and the owner's over here, like, doesn't know what to do because it's like, I'm trying to get paid, but he's telling him not to pay me. Right. And then this other older gentleman comes out, and I was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, is that traversed on or Katie, whatever the heck it was? He's like, yeah, but but something's wrong with it. He's like, let me go drive it. So the guy goes and drives it. He comes back and he's like, pay the man. And he's like, so what's going on? He's like, the transmission's bad. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, it doesn't have third gear. He's like, it wasn't shifting before. So obviously the guy did his job. Mm-hmm. So pay the man. Yep. So he paid me and left. Yep. I. It's funny. I had an Acadia just recently. It was a, it was a newer one. It's a 17. And I got called to a shop. It's actually a shop I hadn't been to before, but they got my number. And he put he put a new Tecum in it. So I don't know what, if anything, he did with the trans, but he put a new Tecum in it, brand new. I come out, program it, collect my fee, and go. And he calls me. He's like, hey, it's shifting kind of funny. I was, and I don't know what they did to the trans. I'm like, well, I programmed it. What do you want me to do? He's like, I don't know. We'll look at it. So then he calls me like two days later. He's like, "Hey, we swapped out the whole trans. We put a used one in, and they and with the used Tecum and everything. And he wants me to come programming again. And I go through the whole, well, you know, it's global A, blah blah blah. And so we made it happen. I programmed that one. Well, <laughs> this transmission doesn't even go into reverse. <laughs> this used transmission that he puts in there, and." So he's, again, he's like kind of coming at me now, like, well, hey, you know, the first one didn't shift right after your programming and all this one doesn't even go into gear. I'm like, dude, it's a used trans, you know, here's, here's my page from GM's website saying that I programmed it because I screenshot all that stuff. 
here's my oh, yeah. MDI two, my factory equipment. <laughs> you know, like I, I have all that stuff and he got all butthurt about it. And I was just like, there's, there's nothing I can do. You probably put a shitty transmission in there. Um, and so <laughs> somehow or another, and this was just today, this thing ends up at another transmission shop that I service. And I talked to the guy and he's like, yeah, we just, we, he fit, he'd fix it. He put in a rebuilt transmission or something. And I told him about the whole scenario and he's like, oh yeah, that guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so I got paid three times to do this one vehicle to get it rolling. I was like, whatever. But I'm, I'm always willing to help my shops if it's something legitimate, right? If they're like, I don't know. There's some code in there after you program. It wasn't there before. Yeah, of course I'm going to look at that. But stuff like transmissions, man, it's they're so intricate and there's so many different ways that they can fail. And I'm not a transmission expert either. That's the thing. Like, I don't build these things. I tell these guys this. You're the you're the mechanical expert. You know, the inner workings. I know the electrical and the computer. So the best I can do is tell you if it's computer related and and then it's on you you know the inside of that thing oh yeah and it's always like it's always us for some weird reason like it's always us or our, our events yeah for their problems they need they need a, an easy way out of their issue that they've created like i i hate installing toyota computers engine computers because like out of all unless i diagnose it because I've actually only diagnosed one Toyota computer. Okay. That was actually bad. Oh, uh, you know what? No, never mind. I've diagnosed a few for certain pattern failures and stuff like that. But for the most part, dude, when a shop tells me to install a computer on, a, on an engine computer on a Toyota, dude, it's usually misdiagnosed. Right. right. Well, some, sometimes you can just tell by the symptoms that they're giving you for a vehicle. Like, you know on the phone that, okay, this module is not going to fix this problem. <laughs> some, some shops, again, I'll try to like hint, like, are you, you sure? Did you check this? And then uh, I guess it depends on my relationship with them, you know, how I'm going to handle that. But it, it it's sometimes, you know, going in, like, this is not going to change anything. So, um, 15 Ultima. This was a funny one. 15 Ultima. I was able to, I installed a used ECM for the shop. I go, hey, man, get a new one. He's like, man, they're expensive and there are none. I said, well, you get a used one. I said, I don't warranty, Jack. I go, my job is to start it. It'll start. I go, but it's X amount of money for, for it's not spe- it's not specific programming. It's an EEPROM job. And he goes like, yeah, I got to get this car on the road. All right, cool. Drop off the modules. Drop them off, clone them. Here, paid me, took them back. Calls me an hour later. He's like, "Hey, everything it started or whatever, but I still got the same code." I go, "Which is what, bro? Like, I don't know. You just told me you wanted a module installed. I don't know you. Like, it's the first time I dealt with him." He's like, "Oh, it's this code, a P zero one zero one." I go, "I go. You you do know there's like." Uh, a couple steps to take for this. He's like, well, we already put in a few mass airflow sensors in it. I said, are they, do you have the original one? You know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. We went back and forth a little bit. And he's like, he was kind of adamant that I needed another computer. 
So I said, okay, I'll put another computer on. Like, I bring it, I'll, I'll do the job. And he somehow thought I wasn't going to charge him again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but then I'm already at like, you know, X amount of money. I'm like, we're, I told you on the phone for free. You don't need a computer for for this issue, right? I go. There's, there's, it's possible. I go. I, I just didn't want to tell him that it might need an update or whatever. I, I didn't know. Like I said, he just wanted to replace it. I did it. Blah blah blah. I told him, listen, man, I'll diagnose it for you if you want. Blah blah blah. And you know what's funny? This is actually this 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 junk ended up needing a throttle body. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it, it wouldn't it wouldn't go back to this position. I fought with it for a little bit, but yeah, throttle body was staying too stuck open. It was weird. It was really weird. Mm. Um, but it's like I almost almost hate doing you stuff for this particular reason. I went through another shop. Uh, have you done any GM rack and pinions? Uh. Uh-uh. Right. So. <clears throat> shop that I went to dude this 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 one was wild shop that I went to uh, a used rack so GM racks are weird some of them even though they're global A they will program okay sometimes they don't like I don't know it's a toss up but for a little fun fact for you know social media out there the early equinoxes they actually program through SPS I never have an issue with it Unless you get the wrong rack or the wrong year, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt so, your story, but I've heard the same thing about the six uh, L transmissions in Global A trucks that the used ones will just program. I haven't tried it myself. If it has the correct calibration, don't program them. Slap it in and drive it. If it works, then leave it alone. Gotcha. Okay. Especially like the actually the six Ls are more forgiving, but I had one that after after we. They just, they didn't tell me anything. Like, I just went in, programmed it, and after I programmed it, it, it wouldn't go into drive anymore. And it was going into drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, and that, but that one for sure are the six, I, I'm bad at numbers, man, 6040s, like the Chevy Cruises, the little ones, Malibus. Yeah. Those guys, they don't need jack. Like, the early ones, they don't need anything. Slap them in, reset the, the adaptives and row. Yep. I've, you try programming them, dude. They don't work. I've experienced that that exact same thing. Where, <laughs> yeah, just leaving it alone, it's fine and never sets any code. So, yeah, that that whole global A thing is weird. Yeah, global A is really weird. And I had this this guy, and I go over there. He puts one in, but I always assumed he was he was doing new ones, or or like even remands. He told me that they were all used because. You know, I, I fast forwarded a little bit. The power steering what went goes out a week later on this thing, so he just he slams another rack in it. Then it, it, it was it was it was a bad rack. He's just like, it can't be another bad one. Can you diagnose it for me? I said, all right, man, ship it to the shop. Get to the shop, take it. I have my my serial bus, and I have my. You know, my, my in and out, my, my data lines were fine. Powers and grounds. It's, it's, hey, dude, you got a bad rack. He gets another rack in it, another used rack in it. It's perfectly fine. A week later, it goes out again. And I'm like, what the, what the crap, man? Like, he's like, so I'm like, bro, just get a new one. 
He's like, okay, okay, okay. He gets a used one. Tells me, I go program it, and no comp. I'm like, dude, did you get another used one? He's like, yeah. I'm like, listen, man, they're, they're junk, blah, blah, blah. This is one of my, I don't, I hate talking about it, but, you know, always, uh, what I like about admitting my F-ups is the fact that of other people can learn. So, um, he finally gets a reman one because the racks are now on back order for the, for those equinoxes, those early ones. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go check it out. I go and it's a, now, and it's a no comp. I'm like, all right, dude. I tell him, listen, man, put this thing on a rack. Let me double check everything again. Communication, uh, power, grounds, fine. I'm like, dude, what the hell? I check my, my, my wake up signal. Nothing. Like, okay, that's interesting. Well, it's broken now, so now I can figure it out, bro. There is a splice for the serial wake-up line underneath the seat that was corroded. Okay. So I think if they if they they, they put their foot in the wrong position, uh, it it opened, made an opening. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Can you believe oh, that? Geez. That's crazy. It, well, that's that yeah. intermittent stuff. Freaking just sucks. Um, but that's yeah, that's crappy. But so the so the used ones will work on those though, huh? <laughs> they work, but my experience has been really bad with used ones because I mean, <clears throat> I've seen I've seen those electronic racks go bad just by getting tie rods off. Really? Because <clears throat> people bang the crap out of them to get them get the tie rods off, and sometimes they just. They don't like it, especially Volkswagen. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. I I, I don't know. I've, I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. I wish I, all we did was all we did was uh, change the ball joint, and now the steering doesn't work. Can you diagnose it for us? And bad rack, sure. it's junk. Sure. <laughs> that's I mean that and that's the tricky part about getting used anything, right? Is just like you don't know what the condition, even in just a module, it doesn't have to be something like a rack or transmission, but just a module. You don't know if that thing had problems before it ended up in a junkyard <laughs> or it has a very common issue that all those modules share and could be doing the same thing or it'll do the same thing in six months as the one you took out of there. That's, that's kind of a roll of dice. I guess it's more on the shop, but then yeah, we're dragged into it because we're part of the process. I I had, uh, so as you know, I've been, getting deeper and deeper into like module stuff with the like cloning and stuff mm-hmm. like that um i had a I, I can't remember which which mercedes is or which which it wasn't it was a mercedes ecm i think 2011 or 12 c-class um the guy he's from here but not super close he shipped me the modules i do i clone them I've, I've done this module before and i've done it this procedure because when I get a car at the shop and I do a job like that, I actually spend a lot of more time trying different other methods. Oh, this works. Okay, this doesn't this didn't work. That didn't work. Um, just to gain more knowledge on it. And he he calls me, he's like, Hey, so it started or whatever, but I'm having this issue. No throttle response and there's this and there's that. I'm like, Hmm. I go, That's weird. I go but it started. He goes like, "Yeah." He's like, and then he's just like, "Oh, I talked to some guy in Germany, and he said, you know, maybe like 
uh, when you opened it, I'm like, ah, nah, man. I go, I'll tell you this right now, dude. I go, I have tools that clone it. I didn't, if I, if I had any doubts, I, I would hesitate to be like, yeah, let's do this. I go, but dude, I go, you got me a used module from somewhere. I don't know what the hell is wrong with it. I go, hey, it is what it is. You know, so I ended up, he ended up buying one from me. I had his files already, shipped it to him, and he's like, I owe you apology. I go, yeah, I mean, I don't care, I go, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm told you, like, I, you, you got me a bad module, and that's, that's where trust comes into play. You know, because now, going back to the Hyundai that I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier, I go, I know my, I, I, I don't know if my modules are 100% good, I, I'd be lying, dude, I'd, I'd say, I mean, I, I go over them, I, I you know, I, I, I do a couple things to them as much as I can, but ultimately, man, you have to install them and see what happens. It's just like mm-hmm. anything. And the, the shop owner got all upset because after all this happened, the car is now setting timing codes. And I'm just like, well, what do you want me to do, man? Like, are you, you don't even know if it, this was an original issue. He's like, oh, but it just wasn't running like that. Now it is. I'm like, in the setting timing codes, I'm like, well, now the system's working, so you have another. You might have another mechanical mm-hmm. issue, or maybe a mechanically binded, which is what blow out the motor, which is what blew out your engine computer. I don't know, man. I have no idea. So, like I said, well, uh, I got that car sitting in my shop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take okay. a look at it. But that's that's one of the like the downfalls of selling them. Right, right, yeah, because you. That's just another. Uh pull that they have you know because you're involved in like one more aspect of it if you source the component as well um i haven't done any of that yet i've i've tried to do some repair Uh, it depends on what it is right there's only certain things that it makes sense or you're able to do um but then yeah Yeah. you're kind of you're kind of tied to that module um actually maybe you can tell me i got this thing (laughs) sitting right here so uh, TCM out of a focus. From yeah. Ford? Are they even fixable? Is it, can you get rid of that 606 code? I was going to take it apart and mess with it. The shop just gave it to me. So, um, cause there's like 60,000 yes no. on back order. That's the only reason I was like, oh, I wonder. Yeah. Well, usually on those, um, usually it's not oh, even like the transmission's uh, bad too. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually that, or it's the, uh, sometimes it could be the motors and stuff. I actually, I have one sitting in the shop too that my, my, uh, my trend shop gave to me. I told him I wanted to take a, uh, take a crack mm-hmm. at it. So maybe we'll, we'll play with it together. For sure. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, it's one of those, I have a lot of projects that I have to get to, but, uh, dude, it's, it's, uh, I have, uh, you know, that's that, that, that story you were saying earlier about this, this swap yeah. this and swap that working on something with a guy locally here too who, who installs uh he does hellcat swaps and oh. stuff like that he's a mopar okay. shop so hopefully we get to i love i love that type of stuff man <clears throat> which is why my, my my inquisitive nature has always been been like that now do you foresee yourself you know offering more and more stuff for use or you just don't want to no, I'm, no I'm okay with it. You know, um, there's going to be, 
people button heads, no matter what you do in business. Um, you don't want to attract the wrong crowd, right? Like you don't want to, the, the potential with used modules is you could attract the bottom feeders, which we, we just don't want. I don't, I don't want to deal with those as customers, but there's just seems to be legitimate cases where something's discontinued, something's not available, something's super expensive. And I'm more than happy to, to help out with that. Um, this is a question I had for you. So you said you started out doing a ton of used modules. When somebody would call you, you probably got a good scope of it now, but when somebody would call you when you're starting out and they're ask you, I have this used module. What do you, for, for charging somebody on the phone for something maybe you haven't done or you don't even know if it will work, what do you estimate? Like, how do you approach that? And then are you documenting all this stuff or you keep it all up here as far as what works where? You know, my mind really works in mysterious ways <laughs> because I can pretty much remember all that type okay. of stuff. But but when my my wife asked me to bring her a, a fiddle screwdriver, I won't remember <laughs> because she's I'm about to get my ass kicked because I fucking forgot the screwdriver. <laughs> I just remembered. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Usually, man, like, um, it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where it's like forged by fire, man. Like the best thing to do is just get out there, but pretty much, man, like, like if it's a, if it's a global A, more than likely it's going to be no. If it's Ford, it can be yes. If it's Chrysler, as long as it's not Fiat architecture, then it's a yes. But then there's exceptions, like. ABS modules, even on older ones, if they're the wrong part numbers, you can't initialize them. They won't. So there's there's a there's a lot. Like for example, me honestly, it depends on the shop and the situation, right? So if it's a really good really good shop of mine, and I'm there for something else, and be like, hey, I got this new stuff, and I know I can try to get it to work. Uh, you know, I'll take a few minutes and I'll, for my own personal knowledge and experience, I, I'll be like, all right, man, I'll give you five minutes. Let me see if I can do something with it. If I do it, I'll charge you or not, then it's fine. I've done that. Uh, if it's somebody that I don't like and I don't deal with, I just tell them, listen, man, your best bet is to get a new one. They're very tricky to, to install used. I go, tell their customer that it's on their dime. It's 150 bucks, whether I can do it or not. So usually it's what that's, that's been my approach on it. If I don't, if I don't like the shop. Okay. You know, and then because then there's also like, um, one of my rules rules in terms of programming and using other tools and stuff like that. Because there's tools that can save you time. If I'm saving you money, I'm charging you more. If I'm saving me time, then you know I'm charging you the same as my any programming event. Gotcha. Okay. That's that's kind of how I've I've looked at use modules. Yeah. Um, What's it called? It though there has been a few that have generally like like really, 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 you know, kicked my behind, and it's always usually BMW. Like getting some of these uh, one-time protect or the protected ones. I don't know. I, BMW has a term for it where the ISN and the VIN number are in like one-time right sectors of of uh, of the MCU and. They're just like a total pain in the butt. Like I've gotten my behind kicked on two BMWs, a uh, X like a 
like a three twenty something little guy, little convertible, okay. and an X five. Both of them, they're this, they're this, they're similar. Um, no, they actually they weren't they weren't similar modules, but um, one of them was actually a no a no comp. Like the module was dead, so I couldn't even I couldn't do anything with it. Like I tried swapping, but actually Pedro actually we hopped on that one because it was a great learning experience. We ended up swapping the uh, the MCU out and. Nah, man. I mean, huh. Nothing helped. Nothing helped. Nothing worked. Wow. Um, that was a very interesting one. Um, uh, we actually even told, I even told the owner, hey, man, let's just get a new one and not mess with none of this. Not available. Oh, okay. It was like an 07, 08. That was like 2500 bucks, and they just didn't make it anymore. So we got him back on the road. Um and that little BMW had what was called an MSV80 module. That's the Bosch number. And, man, those are – I had to do a lot of research and tools to figure out what I can use to actually just get that thing going. Yeah. But like you're saying, that struggle to get through that stuff, which probably sucked while you were there, you learned so much from it. And then the next BMW, whatever you get, you're well-prepared for it and knowledgeable on that stuff. Yeah, I mean it's um, and again it's 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 really up to the shops, man. Like like if if I get this I get this question a lot because, uh, fucking Perkins called me the used module king one time in class. <laughs> so so then I I get a, a bunch of like I'll get you know people that ask me these questions and stuff like that and um, again, man, it's a it's it's a slippery slope per se, man. Like. Uh, in terms of installing anything used, really, man. I mean, it can be a used motor, it can be a used trans. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend anybody who's out there and they're trying to get their feet wet is more like there's a lot of research to be done, man. There's a lot of money to be spent in tools. You know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It never it never ends, man. But ultimately, it's um, it's to me, it's like the thrill, man. Like, yeah. It, Dealer can't do this. I did it. I'm just a little, just a little fat kid from the west side of Chicago, man. <laughs> so <clears throat> that is a cool feeling so to see it, it fire up or do what it's supposed to do when it's been sitting forever. You know, they've had a bunch of hands on it and can't make it work, and you finally get that one. You know, you're you're able to make it happen. That's that is a cool feeling for sure. Yeah. So it's um, your euros are are the ones that have given me like the best in terms of 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 getting used modules doing stuff um i had a uh, a customer with a 15 m class and he had a misfire he took it to autozone of course and sold him an autozone coil and he smoked his pcm like a week later jeez and it, it was, a, it was, I feel real bad for the guy, man, because I was only able to, like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, coil smoked, whatever, smoked the driver, the PCM, and I go, so it's PCM, it's, uh, or ME, whatever they call it, DME, no, no, ME, ME, so smoked it, coil's bad, and I go, so I'm like, hey, man, we need coils, tune up, and a PCM. <sighs> 1200 or 1300 bucks, which I thought was pretty not bad for a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks, three to four weeks, I think it was. 
get one. Um, coils are like non-existent. Mm. You cannot find a dealer ignition coil right now for anything. Wow. For Mercedes. I scavenged a couple of them. He found a couple of them. And he ended up just getting a getting a used one. Uh, we used Denso coils, I think. All right. And it was fine for like three months and the same shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that, that poor guy, he, I don't know what, I don't know what he's going to do. He was supposed to bring me back the car. He, I think he ran out of money or whatever. Dang. But yeah, it, it's, um. He's buying, he's buying a Ford next, short. I'm sure. <laughs> So I can smoke coil. At least the PCM's cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) But it's um, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of learning. Um, so like for for you for example, man. Um, realistically, it's um, it's 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 more about learning learning the years, right? Like. Learning that, you know, 2010 Camaro, I forgot which other 2010 was at Global A, and then 11, and pretty much after 15, you're, you're at Global yeah. A. Nissan, pretty much, that's my rule. All of them after 15 are just one time, or EPROM. Okay. Like, traditionally. Uh, there's some in-between years, like, I, I, I was able to do a 14 Rogue once, but then I wasn't able to do a 14... Uh, Altima. Hmm. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? If it's European, then no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's basically the Ford. Ford is funny, man, because I've had issues with certain PCMs from like eleven and twelve that just won't they won't go. Some of the newer stuff, like seventeen and eighteen, they're also hit or miss too. Okay. And the and so Ford, you're just doing IDS and trying to do those, right? Because mm-hmm. that's then the thing is like there's yeah those things to e, to EEPROM those things, dude. It's not like I I I I have a newer one there that I want to play with, but from what I was told is that they're not easy to to clone newer newer Ford modules. Yeah, I I haven't ever seen much on cloning Fords, but I assumed it's just because for the most part the Factory software is capable of doing it, but it's always an oddball. Yeah, like, like for example, like uh, I know some of the some of the Ram trucks because I, I have a body shop that I deal with, and they they have a contract with the city of Chicago for the park district. They have a lot of Ram, a lot of just basic Ram trucks and stuff like that, and I've done used modules for them on those thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year Rams, but then I tried doing. Uh, I think it was an ABS or I don't know what I tried doing on a, on a not like a commercial, like not a commercial, I'm sorry, like, like a, a let's say a pretty 1500, like with the radio and all the other, like the, the, the fancy features and stuff. And hmm. so I don't know if, if the, the commercial vehicles are, are still running off of the old architecture. I don't know. Like FCA just seems to do whatever the hell they want. Right. It's well, and they've had so many transitions to, <laughs> Um, with the, it was the Daimler Chrysler and then the Fiat. Now it's Stellantis and it's, it was, it was Daimler, it was Chrysler, then Daimler Chrysler. Then they were on their own for a couple of years too. Oh, okay. And then they got bought out by, by FCA. Yeah. 
Um, or they merged with Fiat to become trash can automotive <laughs> industry. I just had a uh, journey this morning, actually, that they put a used PCM in, and it was the PCM that it or the journey that it came from had all wheel drive and then this one didn't. And, um, those, again, like being able to fix that sort of problem is huge because you know, that not a whole lot of other people are going to be able to do that. They're going to say, get, get Uh a different PCM, which in that particular case, maybe isn't a big deal, but that I could show up, say, yes, I can do it. I can fix it. Um, like you say, uh, if it's, uh, it's something that it's not going to be easy to do and you're saving them money, you can charge more for it. Right. Uh, and that's how I approach that one too. I, I showed them, I'm like, Hey, here's the Cal numbers. This is beyond normal programming. Are you okay paying for it? Otherwise you have to get another one. And you know, I could see him think about it for about two seconds. He's like, yeah, just, just do it. Just make it, make it work. Okay. All right. So then, you know, having those, having those solutions is huge for sure. <clears throat> I think the objective for us is, is is just to obviously make money, but to get these cars out of the shops, bays, man, because it's bad, man. Like this part shortage, man, is terrible. Yeah. Like everywhere, and I feel even worse for body shops. Yeah, it's it's part shortage, it's tech shortage, and it's overwhelming amount of work. And these guys are just running around with their heads cut off, and they don't even have time to think about. How can I figure out how to program this module? If you come in there and be a solution for them and make their day easier, just be like, just hand me the keys. I'll take care of it. Like they, they just, they, they're very, very happy to see you. And I like, I like that part of the business when I can be, I'm assisting you. I'm making your life easier. And then they're just that much more happy to pay whatever, you know, your, your fee for doing that stuff. Um, and that's, that's where this kind of ties into the whole use module thing. Cause you know, Hey, maybe they didn't know that doing a use module on this one was tricky or the dealer couldn't do it, but Hey, I'm going to take care of it for you. Right. I'm, I'm your solution. We'll make this happen. And then they'll call you again. So it's, I, I think it's, been beneficial to expand into that world too, to learn more about it rather than just saying like, no, it's new only, um, to at least figure out what's possible. And it, it, it's benefited me. I think. I, I, I love the fact that I have so many people that will send me stuff. They just willingly trust me and are willing to send me a few modules and stuff or buy some from me. Like I love, I love it. Um, I also, like, sometimes don't, don't know why or how, and this is, it goes back to, like, you know, paying for Diag and stuff like that. I don't understand how some of these, um, shops just can't talk to customers, man. Like, I don't, I don't get it, because, so I had a, I had a Jaguar. I forgot what, what year it was. It was an older one. It was, like, 2002 or something like that, 2003. It's, like, the Ford, the Ford one, but still a Jag. Mm-hmm. One of those yep, junks. Yep. Well, you know, you and me both know that they're not supported by, like, legacy. The legacy SED is is done. It's dead. That's there's the only thing that really works on those old turds is the blue box. So, I had one of my body shops call me for one of their buddy's cars. He's like, he made sure he told me, "Oh, this is for one of my good friends," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, 
all right, cool. Like, what you need, man? He's like, my guy wants to replace the, I think it was a cluster or something, some module on it. I don't remember. It was like about a year ago. He's like, he's like, can you do those? I'm like, yeah, man, but it's going to cost you. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I said, dude, the the tool is very expensive. I just gave him some BS, like, yeah, it's very expensive or whatever. But it's not that. It's just I know nobody's going to be able to do it unless they have one. And I don't know how many people in Chicago have it, so I'm whatever. Right. So I gave him this pretty inflated price, and then he goes, and of course, oh man, no man, for that I'll just tow it to to Orloff, a Jaguar dealer by us, a JLR dealer, and he's like, oh man, I'll just tow it there. It'll still be cheaper to tow it there and then tow it back and pay them. I go, you know, at this point I could have just been like, um, make sure you call him first because it's not supported anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't have the tool that I have. But since he spoke to me in some sort of way, I go. I said, okay, yeah, then, you know, that's that's probably your best bet then, bud. You know, <laughs> we don't need anything else. He, a week later, he calls me. Not him. His partner calls me. He's like, hey, man, so I have this check. I said, I don't know, man. Your partner called me, talked to me some sort of way, told, telling me he was going to take it to the dealer. What happened? He's like, well, this idiot decided to not call him and ask him and just <laughs> pay for the toll there. <laughs> and when he gets there... They, they charged them an hour to tell them that they can't do anything to quit it. <laughs> but they didn't tell them it wasn't supported. They just told them they couldn't do a use one. Oh, okay. Which is not true. They're just not, they, they're not supported. They just wanted to charge them an hour. So it was 225 probably. I don't know how much for a tow there and then the tow back. <laughs> and then they still called me. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't remember. I think it was a cluster that I did. Or I don't remember. I go out there. I do it. I charge them. And it still didn't fix the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's like, can you diagnose it? I said, dude, it, I gave him another extraordinary amount, dude. And then you got to tow it to my shop, dude. I'm not doing that yeah. here. After that. I don't know what they did. I don't know if his buddy stopped talking to him after that or not. But, you know, stuff like that is where I don't want to say having the upper hand. But, like, mm-hmm. Chicago is so cutthroat, dude. Like. These guys will literally waste time shopping around. And there's some, there's guys that do, like, I don't do programming, man. Like, contrary to popular belief, dude, I don't do a lot of programming here. I, um, I just, uh, there's always somebody that's willing to do it cheaper. Mm. Always somebody that's going to do it for cheaper. And they can have it, man. I don't care. But when it comes to stuff that I can do, that you can do, yep. oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. I'll make sure I get paid for my time. Yeah, I had, uh, what was it? It was an old Saab dice module. And I'm, not that there's a Saab dealer to go to, but I'm way up in the sticks. And I know that, like, there's nobody else that has the stuff to do that. At least not that I'm aware of. So, yeah, I can charge a premium rate for a job like that. Um, and, and, on that note, I, I've been seeking out more stuff like that where maybe I would have been afraid to go for the more difficult stuff before. Like, oh, that's, you know, that Euro stuff's real tricky. I'm not going to involve myself with that because it's going to be a hassle. But, and, and probably is going to be a hassle, but you figure it out. You take the time and the investment of the money and then the training and the knowledge, whatever, maybe breaking some stuff and, <laughs> and killing some modules. But you do that and now you have a service that is unique and not a whole lot of people can do. And then you can, again, charge 
a premium rate for services like that. So I'm, I'm actively seeking out stuff like that, um, recently. And it, it's, it's tough, man. It, there's a steep learning curve and you don't always get it right. And it sucks sometimes, but if you can figure it out, it's, it's so worth it to pursue that. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, the chase, the thrill, man. I probably why I like the IX so much. Getting tired of it though, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really, it's really, I just, it's just the whole experience of it is what's really, what's really dope. And then like, honestly, like helping, helping others to try to better themselves in the industry and try to make a couple of dollars, man. That's what, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, for tooling, for all this stuff, right. Doing all these used modules. Um, I mean, there, there's definitely somewhere the OE will just do it. Um, and I'm thinking of like Volkswagen, like when I ask people, can I do a used blank in a VW? And they're like, just use Otis, just use Otis. Right. And so there's definitely some applications where that's the answer, but there's a lot of aftermarket tooling and equipment that's involved with, if you want to get into the used module programming area. Um, and that's, I, I've been finding myself buying up a lot of that stuff. Even if I have the OE equipment, I'm like, well, I'll get this, you know, aftermarket thing in case I run into this scenario. Um, so my advice to anybody is, is just like programming. When people say, oh, what tool do you buy for programming or blah, blah, blah. Right. Definitely like Volkswagen, Audi, dude, Otis is, I've, I spent so much time doing so many different VW modules, dude, that it's just so much easier just to do, just use Otis, even though I'd rather poke my eyeballs out than have to install this junk-ass program. <laughs> it's down today, it's, by the it's way. It's definitely... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been down since, yes, last okay. night, I think. And, um... But in terms of tooling, like, my best advice to anybody would be figure out what your market is, what your demand is, and also figure out if it's just not easier uh to sublet this type of thing because it's uh it's it's fun but it's also like do you have x x x amount of money to invest do you have the time to invest because i mean people can help you all day long but you at the end of the day still have to do some learning there's a a huge learning curve to it man like i'm just i'm just blessed to have you know i met good people in my corner we share we share stuff you know um networking and stuff always helps but you know my there are tools and knowing your tools limitations there's also um like the r&d man some 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 stuff works some stuff doesn't man um but yeah i i I say also come up with a budget and that will tell you like me for example i don't regret it at all but I also used a lot of shitty tools, a lot of knockoffs, a lot of a lot of stuff that are, are subpar, and you you fight a lot with it because, I mean, it, you you it's 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 it can, you can you can view it either which way. I learned a lot by messing up a lot of stuff. I learned a lot by using these cheap ass tools. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, man, like, uh, you end up still buying the good stuff anyway. So you can either you know, struggle, but learn a lot in the process, 
or just you know buy the stuff that that you need up front yeah yeah exactly um i'm i'm trying to think of an example like that where I had, you know, some aftermarket or yeah, some outdated equipment or whatever, and I struggled with it. And I finally got, you know, the OE or whatever. And it was just, it was so much easier. It's so much slicker, but then I wouldn't have learned as much about the applications. Um, VW is probably the, the, again, the best example is I have just beat my head against the wall. And I remember I, it was a, uh, 05 cluster. Noah's probably listening to this. And I wasted so much time trying to get this stupid cluster and this Passat to work and tore it apart and EEPROM and all of this stuff. And, you know, it's a few clicks of a button, but I did learn some stuff along the way. So <laughs> in a way, I guess it's worth it. Oh, no, man. For those older VW junks, dude, man, no, oh, man, my blue box, dude. I, I tell everybody, dude, I'm getting buried with that thing. <laughs> I'm taking that thing to my grave. It's such a, it was such an amazing. It's one tool. I don't have. I do not have a old Auto Logic. I have the, I have the new Blue Box, which is the 608, but it doesn't do that stuff. So <laughs> it sure, yeah, it sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the 608 in one of these conversations, not with you, but you know, one of the twenty-three thousand chat. Chats yeah. that I'm in. That tool is very interesting, man, because I feel like it's a it's a great tool, but I also feel like it it entirely screwed the the, the key market. Yeah, it made keys so easy that people are just willing to do it for cheap because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they they that that tool single handedly demolished the key market. I can but, totally see that. <laughs> But again, it's like it's, the, it's just the evolution. Was it just them? No. Would it would it would it have gotten somebody else is going to do it? Yeah, somebody else would definitely would have would have would have done it. And the, the same thing is going to happen now with rap, so with all these you know remote programming and stuff. So it's kind of like you know what I tell people is kind of just uh, don't stick to one thing, you know, just make sure you, you have different avenues of of expertise and stuff. For example, like like I think I've said in another podcast of ours, um, like the reason why my sh- the, the little shops that I do have keys, that use keys, that use me for keys, I'm sorry, they use me because they don't know what the hell is wrong with it. They just think it needs a key. Hey, Tommy, can you come program this key? I show up. And I know which stops they are, so I take a few minutes and I just make sure that at least from my perspective, it can possibly need a key. If it doesn't, then like, hey man, this thing needs to be diagnosed. Okay, diagnose it for us. No problem. So, that's why they call me. So, some people also would show up that have no idea how to diagnose a vehicle, but they know how to cut keys and program mm-hmm. keys. You know, I, you know how many times that I, I fought and, yeah, I fought cars like that that showed up a locksmith cut, cut and programmed the key key wasn't even programmed because it was a no comp so now it's like it's a back and forth between me the shop and the locksmith oh no I did my job he just had another problem blah 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 and it's just like well I'm not going to program it for free so you know so it, yeah, it becomes a it becomes a headache it's more it's just again goes back to what I was telling you about the trust issues and just for establishing relationships with your shops. 
And your customers. Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing if you're a shop and you have regular customers is building up that trust with them. So they're coming to you if they have an issue and they're not thinking twice about it. And your goal is to make their life easy and provide that solution. I think if, like you say with the wrap, right, and there's some obstacles to it right now, but let's say it's super, super slick and very affordable, I feel at least, I can't say it for sure, but I feel like I have a lot of shops that would still use me just because they know if there's issues, there's problems, I got them. I'm going to take care of it, right? Um, I'm going to support them where maybe this application won't, of course. I say that and then two years from now, I won't have any business. But (laughs) I like to think that (laughs) being the... uh, (sighs) Being the guy with a solution and being, you know, helpful where it makes sense to be helpful uh, has has earned me quite a bit of business and uh, reputation too, right? Like all of the business I have has been word of mouth. I uh, went on my own this summer and I was going to like, I'm going to do some marketing and stop by the shops. And I even even had time to. Um, It's all word of mouth And, and nothing fantastic about me. It's just that. I have I have a procedure and I have a way that I conduct myself business-wise and it's worked out pretty well uh, for me so far so hopefully it continues. Yeah man, it's uh all we have is our name man and our reputations dude. We just have to do, you know, for me for example like I have to get better at just Farm is really just farming some of these guys out because sometimes I'll take on stuff I don't want to just because it's it's hard for me to say no or or whatever. But um, the use the the used module situation, at least for the time being, man, it's not going anywhere, man. And some of these shops would have to either like get off their high horse or again learn how to talk to customers. Like, listen, man, I go, this is the only situation we have, and this is what it is. Do you want to do it this way, or what do you want to do? And I think there's there's still, you know, money to be mm-hmm. made. You know, like me now, for example, through all my connections and stuff, man, I stock a few hundred modules now, all different types. And it's, it's pretty dope because <clears throat> you figure, like, not even just for selling them, like, online, which, you know, eventually I probably will just start doing that. But... It's just another revenue stream for us, man. You, you, for example, like car, perfect example, man. Car comes in, Mercedes comes in, no com. That's whatever you want to charge for Diag or whatever. Which I got a question for you, but let me finish. Um, so you do your Diag, and then, oh yeah, you need a, you need this, this wiring repair, and it blew out the engine computer. Oh, I got one here on the shelf. You knock everything out, you clone the module, slap it in. And that's nice thousand dollar, twelve hundred dollar ticket. So it's like it's it's a natural progression of what we do, diagnostics and programming, and why not start selling the components as yep. well too? Yep. Did you did you did, uh, remembering our last conversation? Did you go up on your price? Yes, then? I did. Like I yep. told you, like yep, nice. Was it? <clears throat> did you have any blowback? No. Uh, well, one shop, but he got <clears throat> over it because. He didn't call me for a few weeks, and then he called me. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I told you. Um, I told yeah, you. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't an issue, and 
now I'm getting to the point right now. Summer's just been crazy. June was nuts. And, um, you know, people call me and I'm a couple of days out now. And in the past for me, they just weren't used to that. And so now I have people saying, Hey, I'll pay you extra if you can get here today. <laughs> and the, I haven't done it because I don't want to set that precedence that like, I, you call me and I'm there today. Cause that just, that that's not good for me. Uh, Cause I'll just keep getting that, but it just goes to show that they're willing to pay and like I go back to what I was saying, as long as I'm doing my thing correctly, um, I don't see an issue going forward with that. Good, man. No, it's, um, I don't know. I had this, I don't like that either, honestly. Like, it's just more like, dude, it's, 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 to me, it's not even about the money. It's like, listen, man, it's more like, how would you like it if I blew you off because somebody else was paying me more than you? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't right. like it either. Neither were your customers. So that's a, that's how I always take that. Because yeah, I've I've been offered that before. I've been threatened before too. <laughs> like a lot of these jobs are like, oh, blah, 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 I'm never going to use you again. I'm like, well, then should I cancel your appointment or not? Yep. Let me know now because I have other things I can be. Yeah, doing. I've gotten a couple. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to call the other guy. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna mess up my entire day's schedule. Um, that doesn't make any sense for me or my other customers. I love that one. I'm going to have to call somebody else. All right, cool. Then I don't answer the phone for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to a guy too. Um, I told him because the guy was, the guy is cool. I know I'm, I'm, I'm always usually like, you know, I, I finish my job, you pay me and I'm done. And one time he's like, He's like, hey, man, he was like, you know, I I had the situation. He came up with a sob story, but I don't have any cash on me right now. I said, oh, you're, you're, you're on my way home. Don't worry about it. I'll just I'll pass by another day. Well, I didn't forget. I was just busy, and I show up to the shop, and I do the job, and I'm like, hey, so you owe me for the other programming. Oh, man, I only have for this one. I'm like, okay, so when are you gonna pay me for the other stuff? He's like, oh, can you can you pass by uh um can you pass by tomorrow or whatever? I'm like, okay, so same shit again, right? So you know, he called me one more time, and I'm like, so then he goes like, hey, hey. I said, all right, man, but listen, man, I go, I need you to pay me. He's like. He's like, man, you know, but I just, I can you just program this one and then just come back in two days or blah, blah, blah. I said, nah, man, I'll just come back in two days, man. So he's like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, like, like, I understand shit happens, there are emergencies. It's a small ass shop, but no, nah, man, now, now I feel like you're taking advantage of me. And he's just like, no, I just come here, I'll, I'll figure it out. Dude, I get there, I do the job, and he did the same shit. What the again. fuck? I was like, all right, bro, all right. I said, I didn't say anything. I said, all right, that's fine, man. I'll let this one slide again. He called me four times a day, a week straight afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I didn't answer. I just didn't answer. I just didn't answer I said, for a whole week. And then finally, he's just like, hey, man, what, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I only answer paying customers, bro. 
So unless you want to, unless you're calling to pay me, I go, don't call me no more. He's like, come pick up your money. Okay. So I picked up my, picked up my bread. Hey, can you do this? I'm like, nah, bro, we're done. Sorry. And I just fired him. But that's literally the only customer I ever fired face to face. Okay. Like I usually don't fire customers. I just don't answer their phone call. Yeah. Or I tell them, yeah, man, I'll be there in three weeks or something like that. Like, yeah, blow them out of the water. Yeah. Because I don't like firing customers because like sometimes they'll call you when you're slow and it's an easy gig or whatever. So I'll just go do it. But nah, man, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. You know, what sucks is that it jays you to the rest of them that, you know, stuff happens, dude. Like that's happened to me before. Sometimes I don't have enough cash to, to do something mm-hmm. or whatever because I didn't go to the bank or, or whatever reason, man. But I mean, I always figure it out though. I, I never let somebody go out without getting paid. Right. I have checks. I have stuff like that. Yeah. I've been I've been pretty lucky on on that as far as payment. There's there's a couple of places that try to push it if I give them a net thirty or whatever. But um, I I've, I feel like I've been pretty lucky, and it might it, maybe it has to do with where I'm at. Um, I'll do I'll I've done net I do net thirty for the big chains that I work with. Yep, and and dealers because mm-hmm. that's when they usually do it so i don't really have it's not like i really have much of a choice but like these small mom and pop joints nah man i just just pay me me when i'm done yeah there's there's a couple places that do like a electronic transfer type deal and if they want to do it on the 15th of the month or whatever that's cool that's fine um that works that works for me just fine um and i haven't uh I haven't had too much of an issue. This, there's been a couple like, hey, call, like, hey, can you pay this invoice? And it's done. But uh, it, yeah, that's always something that's at the back of my mind. If I'm leaving the premises without getting paid, like, am I going to get money for this? Hopefully. Um, yeah, there's just so many different characters, so many different shops out there. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was at a transmission shop. They called me. They called me to look at, I don't even know what it was. It doesn't even really matter. Look at the transmission or program something for their transmission. And I think I was on the way to the shop or it was the same day. A different shop calls me and asks me like the exact same thing. And it was unique, right? It was a particular truck and a particular thing I was doing. And they asked me, I'm like, oh, that's weird. I was like, you you don't have this vehicle at another shop, do you? Like, Oh yeah, it's over at so and so's shop right now, and they were going to diagnose it. They said, but we're just calling around to see if there's another price. And so I was kind of in a bind because I was driving to the truck to look at it, and I knew that this shop was hiring me to do it, but they were saying that they were doing it. So <laughs> I I gave them my price, but I didn't say that I was going over there. Um, but yeah, there's just there's a lot of characters out there because guaranteed they, they didn't tell those guys that they were hiring somebody out. They just said they could do it and took it in. Um, but I got paid for that one. So I didn't really care that much. Man, that happened to me at the shop before I did programming. Anything else just for Diag. I had a, a lot of the shops in the neighborhood knew that I knew how to diagnose some stuff. And, um, this job was a particularly funny one. It was, I don't remember what it was. I think it was either, yeah, it was a diag. It was a it was a diag. I gave the guy my price. He didn't. He told me I was nuts or whatever. Um, he was all. It was when we all we were also doing tires as well. So he didn't like my price. 
he went to the mechanic across the street, was okay with his price, and the mechanic just farmed it to me. And he came in with his wife's car to fix a flat, and he saw his car there, and he blew a gasket. <laughs> and I just, I acted like, like, I don't remember him, but I, oh, I remember him. And he's just like, what's my car doing here? I'm like, I don't know what shop sent it to me. What shop? I'm like, what does it matter to you, man? Right. Oh, this is my car. I'm the owner. I'm like, well, then talk to the shop who sent it to me, man. I like, if you know if this is your car, then you know what shop it was, right? Talk to them. Oh, I don't want my car here. Like I said, sir, I don't know you, man. I don't know. You can tell me this is your car. This is your, this isn't, but you're not the one that dropped off this vehicle. So if you want it out, then have the shop come pull it out for me. And he <clears throat> he didn't even fix his flat, man. He stormed out. The shop owner calls me. He's like, hey, what happened? I said, oh, the owner of the car was here. He's like, hey, what happened? I'm like, he said he wanted his car back. I said, dude, he, he's not the one that gave it to me, man. So I don't know if he's the owner or not. He's like, but you know it's him, right? Yeah, I know it's him. He's just like, what did he tell you? I'm like, he wanted his car. And I told him no. I told him to contact you, come get it out. I'm like, he's like, yeah, but did you piss him off? I'm like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, yeah, well, I calmed him down already, man. So just finish, just let me know what's wrong with it. <laughs> so uh, he was just upset because I think <clears throat> he tacked on another price or whatever, which is fine. I don't care. <clears throat> Doesn't bother me at all, but. I guess he was just mad because he could have gotten the work done cheaper. Sure, sure. So yeah, that happened to me once or twice. Yeah, well, we've we've talked about it before um, on different episodes where you know the general public or the person getting their car fixed doesn't even realize that there's a third party involved most of the time, and I'm totally okay with that. I'd like to keep it that way, but it's interesting the majority of the time they have no clue that we're even involved or a thing um yeah i i feel like a dirty side piece sometimes <laughs> <laughs> just coming in in the in the shadows yeah yeah getting the job done and leaving exactly <laughs> <laughs> but but i like that because then i have very little if any contact with the owner of the vehicle the general public and we've also talked about that before where i make that a priority is to not have much contact with the owners of the vehicles do you do you think that there's in the industry so all right here's a funny part about our industry right or about the industry in general we were always told that e-prom is bad that mo- use modules or stuff that you're supposed to get a get a new one and blah 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 yeah. right but with this module shortage, man, I've seen that there's more and more people trying to figure this out. And it's funny because people in other countries have been doing this for years because, you know, they, they never have a choice. That was their only option, yeah. That was the only option, especially since, you know, because even though I love it or hate R to R, we've always had access to factory stuff. And in some of these countries, they don't. Mm-hmm. So they've had, they had to just wing, wing it on their own. They had to figure it out. Which some of these tools that I've acquired come from some of these countries. It's it's tricky because you know I I see both sides of the argument on some of that stuff where you know the cost of X amount of software is so much because so many people have been you know going around it or stealing it or whatever. Um, but at the same time, 
uh, I always have thought, you know, you own the vehicle, right? As owner of the vehicle, whoever has it, and you've got those physical components on as part of that vehicle, that module, that <clears throat> EEPROM chip, you know, technically, I don't know, there's probably an argument against it, but technically like you own all that stuff, right? You own all those pieces together. Um, and the, the intellectual property argument could be made against that, but you know, it's your property and whatever you want to do with that. If you want to clone one out, if you want to transfer one over and whatever means that takes, and that's your choice, like what's, what's wrong with that? Why not? My car, my choice. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, I don't know for me, most of the time it's let's get this fixed. And that's all, that's always been my vibe in, in the automotive world, even just as a mechanic, is not hacking stuff, but how can I make this work? And if the traditional route doesn't make sense, doesn't work, isn't feasible, is there another route I can take to make this work? Because me, at heart, I'm a person who fixes stuff, right? That's why I got in this field. That's why I went to tech school. That's why I keep doing this stuff is I like to fix stuff. I like to make broken stuff not broken. And honestly, that's my goal above worrying about a a lot of other stuff is how can I fix that? And if there's not a reasonable way to do that or realistic way to do that your way, well, I'll find, I'll find another way and I'm happy going that way. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with it, but I know it's a debated topic with some people. Yeah. It's an interesting topic at that too, man. Cause it's just like, we're, we're, the lines are getting blurrier the more this module shortage happens. And I was reading some, a couple of reports a couple of weeks back that everybody said by 23, it should be, it should be good. And they're not saying that's late, maybe like middle to late 24. Um, if that. I know somebody who works in, uh, she's a buyer for a large company, not automotive stuff, but it deals with the same thing, chips and stuff. And stuff just keeps getting pushed out further and further and further on this stuff. There's not an end in sight. And actually I got a guy next month coming on. He's a, I don't know, he's a CEO of, uh, of a company that deals with that stuff. And he's got a bunch of knowledge on this chip shortage stuff. I thought that would be pretty interesting. I got a bunch of questions cause I don't know that much about it, but, um, I don't see it just wrapping up anytime soon. Um, and well, then discontinued stuff too. Like, is that's not going to necessarily change for a lot of stuff unless there's that big of a demand for this obscure Ford. They're not just going to start making components again. So you got to find another route. There's got to be al- alternate methods <clears throat> around it. Bro, and the sad part is like some of these cars aren't even 10 years old. Yeah. For the discontinued stuff, and yeah, man, and there, and it's like, like, what are you, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Like, you're gonna just toss this fully functioning <laughs> right vehicle that's not even a rust bucket? Yeah, like, yeah. the argument can be made if it's an old hunk of junk that's just rotted to the mm. floor, and yeah, bro, it's time to piece out f this thing. <laughs> but like a very serviceable vehicle, like that's that's what type of society we're on. Like, our cars gonna be microwaves now, but. It don't cost like a microwave. Right. No, no, not today. It's, I mean, that's, I think that's why everybody's so busy, Oof. but yeah, it, it makes more sense than ever to fix that old piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know if, um, 
if you talk to actual shop owners and like during during Rona, like the the repair side of, of my business was actually nothing really changed. I just felt like we were just doing big ticket items, man. Like people just were dumping thousands and thousands into their cars, man. Like more than usual. Yeah. Oh, well, they got the the Rona bucks, and you know, can't go out, can't go out to eat, can't do their normal vacation. Where are we gonna put it? Well, let's fix up the old beater. I, I think that was a lot of it, and now. I think it's just been pushed by the cost of new vehicles or even the cost of used vehicles that my parents could sell their O2 Silverado for six grand. You know, like uh, nobody's picking vehicles up for cheap like they used to. So spending 1500 bucks, no big deal. Um, but I've said it before, all the lots, the shops I go to around here are packed every single day with cars. It's crazy. Here it's like, it's 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 really it's really a toss up, man. Most every everybody's always kind of busy, man. But it's usually like some of them isn't really like good busy. It's more like we can't find parts busy or like I can't figure it out busy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's they're not all they're not all making money, but uh, they're they're staying busy. Yeah, man. Um, are you gonna expand on your on your on your used stuff, or just gonna stay where you're, where you're at right now? Uh, Didn't you just buy a tool? Well, I got flex. Yeah. Um, nice. So Love it. That's that's the goal is to get more into that. Is uh, learn where the needs are local to me. Um, you know, I don't. I have to go down towards the city to see more Euro stuff because where I'm at in particular, like. It's far and few in between for Euro. It's all. Where are you at exactly? Anyway, you're north of. Uh, yeah, I'm about thirty uh, Minneapolis, right? Thirty miles north of the Twin Cities, and so it goes from. What's it called? What's it called? The town I'm in is called Stacy. It's super, super small town, um, but it goes from you know Minneapolis, St. Paul, huge metro area. You get suburb, and then you get <laughs> cornfields, and I'm I'm in the cornfield. So you get all different kinds, right? I go to pole barns that guys are working out of. And here's the thing. I'll tell you what, Tommy. This isn't 100% true. There's obvious, obvious exceptions. There's fantastic techs down in the cities. But on average, the competence level of the technicians that I deal with gets better the further away from the city I get. And I've noticed that <laughs> throughout the years. You know, you you know why, right? It's blue collar farm guys, um, manual labor people that have been doing work with their hands for their entire lives. That would be my guess is why the guys up here they know how to they know they know what they're it's, doing. It's quality over quantity. They've had to work more with less in the cities. It's like there's just there's just so much going on in the cities, man. That, that that a car can easily just get passed from shop to shop. Like it happens in mm-hmm. Chicago, man. Like say for example, if, if I'm in Joe Schmo's auto repair and I'm sitting on this car for a week, I'll dump it because I got brakes to do. I got suspension to hang. I got, you know, volume. I have volume. They don't, there's no volume in these small towns. Sure. The cars sure. got to get fixed a certain way. They got to get fixed. Right. If not, then you don't give it. You imagine you see these people every day. It's like, how they say, you know, you never work for family. It's the same crap. Like, you see these people every day, so you you pretty much have to be on point. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go up to the the local bar and you're gonna see that dude you fix your the car for for sure. Or try to fix his car. Imagine that. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't fix my stuff. I took it to this guy over here. He fixed it. Yeah, and that's how it that's how it spreads. Yeah, you say to most people like, oh, I go to the shop that's run out of a pole barn in this guy's backyard, and and I think a lot of people kind of look down on that. But I'll tell you what, some of the most competent people that I work with run those types of operations up here, but it's again, because of where we're at. Um, and it's so again, yeah, some of those are, are very good customers of mine that I like working with. There's actually, so there's one, um, whenever he calls me for a diagnostic, I know that it's going to be something that's an ass kicker, like 100%. He's never Man. called me for something easy because he knows his shit. I got one of those shit. too. He's about an hour from me. Great, great guy, great people. <laughs> this oh, this, this guy's like, good dude. too. He's like, oh, come on, man. He's the funny thing is when I go there again, he's in his pole barn out back of his house. I walk in there. The dude is almost always smoking pot because you can smell it as soon as I, as soon as I walk in. And I'm not saying that's what you should do when you're working on vehicles, whatever it's his deal. But it's so funny because the guy is on it. Like he's a very intelligent person and knows his shit. And like I said, when he calls me on a diag, it's going to be something that's completely messed up. So I'm like, God damn it. Why is this guy calling me? <laughs> oh yeah. I have, a, I have, it's just one. Yeah. He's like, dude, why are you calling me? Like, you're, sm- <laughs> you're smarter than I am. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got like easy money to go make. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, you you like those shops where you know it's going to be something stupid like a relay or something. Yeah, man. Yeah, another day in the mobile life. That's right. I love it. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Another big thank you to Tommy for spending some time with me. I always learn something when I talk to him, and uh, just a just a great guy to get to know. So. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening to the show and for the feedback and for some of the people that have purchased uh, topped on tools from me. Uh, just another reminder, if you're looking for scan tools, battery chargers, TPMS tools, ADAS stuff, heck, even thermal imagers, uh, TopDown's got a wide offering of equipment. I personally use the scan tools, and that's why I started selling them, so that I could help out the local shops around me when they're looking for solutions to scan tools. Um, they're fast, they're affordable, and for the price point, uh, I think really, really capable. So if you have any questions on any of that stuff, hit me up either on Facebook Messenger or on the email, which you'll find in the show notes of this episode. And I can give you prices, uh, details about the tooling and answer any questions that you have. Um, I'll also get you to the podcast hookup if you let me know that you're a listener of the show. But with all of that out of the way, let's get out there and start fixing the world one car at a time. <laughs>